0: So first of all, what I want you to do: swirl the whiskey around, pick it up, and say hello. Then you go back to it and say how are you? Slowly. Then you come back and say quite well. Welcome to the Eat, Drink, Listen podcast, where two somewhat knowledgeable guys explore our favorite whiskey, food, and music, and hopefully learn a few things along the way. My name is Ian. It's your boy, Scotty. All right. And today we are doing one of our favorite local whiskey brands. Is it your favorite, like, Colorado whiskey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, too. Um, Stranahan's. Uh, Stranahan's is located in Denver. Um, it is, you know, kind of has an interesting backstory. Uh, George Stranahan was kind of a wealthy heir and had opened up like a microbrewery flying dog that he'd operated in Denver for a while. And then uh, the Stranahan's origin story goes that his barn burned down and one of the volunteer firefighters who came to stop the blaze was a guy named Jess Graber. And they got to talking and discovered a mutual love of single malt whiskey, and uh, Graber had this idea to start a distillery. And so in 2004, they started their first batch of single malt Uh, whiskey in Colorado and then released their first whiskey in 2006. Uh, And then Stranahan's now has not a huge line of whiskeys, but they've, I think, got maybe four or five core brands, depending on kind of how you classify Snowflake. Uh, And then, yeah, you know, they're just... the single malt category is one that's growing pretty quickly but stranahan's is definitely in the old guard and um hasn't strayed too much from the tradition of what they were doing so
1: until just recently
0: yeah um and a couple months ago george stranahan passed away and um stranahan's has a new head distiller and uh, this episode kind of comes on the heels of Scott having taken a tour and uh, seen kind of the new face of Stranahan's, which we're pretty excited to taste some whiskey today and talk about what that is. So uh, so let's hear about what's, what's going on at Stranahan's.
1: Yeah, so I was lucky enough for Father's Day uh, that my wife bought me this uh exclusive tasting experience uh tickets to stranahan's they until this past year during covid they had released a special release every year called snowflake a lot of people in colorado know all about this it's one of the more iconic uh distillery exclusives in the united (laughs) states i would say um it sells out immediately sold one day a year people camp out overnight for it well they didn't release that during covid and so they ended up doing um for the first time ever what i kind of alluded to in in the beginning more distillery exclusives um, they're also aging a lot of their whiskeys longer now but anyways so Um, Got tickets to go down there and uh, taste some of these new whiskeys that they released. And I was just able to do that this last week. And I was able to also purchase some bottles for Ian and I.
0: So let's talk just quickly about, like, before we get into kind of the more experimental side of Stranahan's. Just, like, what is standard when you go to the store, you see that. Kind of unique looking bottle with the like ribbon label. What uh, what are what are you finding in that bottle?
1: Yeah, so until recently, it so it's an American single malt whiskey, so hundred percent malted barley, and the cool thing, and a lot of American uh, single malt distilleries do this, that differs. From uh, Scottish, you know, Scotch producers, is that a lot of American single malt distilleries uh, age their whiskey in new charred oak like bourbon, so it's 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 kind of uh, you know where bourbon meets single malt. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stranahan's is a hundred and ten entry proof. It's a single malt, hundred percent single malt. And then they age it in the new charred oak. Now, previously, up until the last year or so, when you got regular Stranahan's uh, with the Golden Label, it was a blend of two to five-year-old whiskey, 94 proof. They recently, in the last couple of years, started doing single-barrel bottlings, um, pretty common to see in a lot of the bigger liquor stores in Colorado. And these are usually between two and a half to three and a half years old. Um, And this was under their last um, head distiller, Rob Dietrich. And now in the last year during COVID, um, well, what they said at the tasting was, you know, they were kind of chomping at the bit. They got some new casks from all over the world and they were wanting to get experimental. so, So call it the experimental series. So. Then they started trying some new stuff. Their stuff is getting older in general as well. I think some of the. I think they probably started to feel
0: some pressure too from other American single malt distilleries. I was going to say, I mean, Stranahan's, you know, more power to them for kind of keeping, just sticking to their guns and making their style of whiskey really well. But yeah, it was a little bit like they were being left in the dust by all of the other distilleries yeah single malt um and then also just kind of whiskey in general you know there's all these different finishes all these kind of experimental things going on in the craft whiskey world and even though Stranahan's is big I'd still say they're kind of in that craft whiskey area um and you know I think like it's yeah so it's exciting it's exciting to see that uh they're doing some some new stuff so so yeah so that's the basic stranahan's and um just to talk a little bit about my uh, stranahan's was one of the first whiskies that i really fell in love with i mean i think it's really easy to enjoy uh, because of that uh, new charred oak uh, it gives it so much of that vanilla and caramel and all those inviting kind of cinnamon sweet, cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. Sweet bourbon flavors. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, uh, with the single malt as uh, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this much, but the difference between what you can get in aging, a single malt versus a bourbon. And, you know, you can, I find like a three year single malt to be pretty enjoyable uh, when it's done in the uh, new charred oak. So, so yeah, Stranahan's, um, was some of my first bottles. The single barrel picks are amazing because they're about the same price as a regular bottle of Stranahan's, but you're getting like 20, uh, you know, 20 proof higher. Um, so yeah, I, um, love Stranahan's really excited to try these variations. Um, we went down there on your birthday and yeah. tried a little snowflake. And that was right on the fringe of when I was getting into whiskey. And so um, it's been nice to kind of be able to revisit Stranahan's as my palate has sort of evolved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and let me, before we continue, real quickly go over there. Uh, so they've got the regular gold label. Now they have one called uh, Blue Peak which is an 86. The gold label is a 94 proofer. The blue peak is an 86 proofer, right? Uh-huh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, and that's the Solera method commonly used with sherries and rums. Um, and then the diamond peak, which actually wasn't around, I believe for a year or two, is going to come back now, as what we were told at the distillery. And that was like a uh, four to five year I think, I'm guessing it's going to be older now since the regular stuff has gotten older.
0: Yeah, they kind of advertise it as their choice, like their honey barrels. Mm.
1: Um. Yeah, and then um, their sherry cask, which uh, four years in the new charred oak and then one year in um, Oloroso cher- uh, sherry Sorry, casks. Um, and supposedly they get really good sherry casks for that as well. Um, it might be my least favorite of the lineup, but uh, I'm interested to see what the newer ones taste like with older whiskey in there.
0: Yeah, it was you gave me the last part of a bottle you had and I I hadn't had a, I'll admit I haven't had a ton of sherry, but it's the only sherry finished whiskey that I've found to be like too much it was too much like raisin mm. and just like dried, dark fruit for me. Um, it's a little too whiny, I I guess a little too, maybe too much sherry influence for me. A sherry bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's so dark. It's just like, you know, it looked like a wine almost with the color on it, but yeah,
1: no, absolutely. So, um, so back to this story, my wife bought me these tickets and, uh, was really excited. We went down there. Found out all of this stuff about the new way that Stranahan's is releasing things, the new um, exclusive releases. They've got a new uh, head distiller named Owen Martin. And again, Rob Dietrich was their head distiller for, I think, maybe 10 to 15 years. It was a good while. Um, And he left to go, I think, be the head distiller at the Metallica whiskey thing, Blackened. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's kind of like a a biker dude or whatever, so I guess that kind of fit him. But so anyways, the the whiskeys that we tried and that I got, uh, there's one distillery exclusive right now called a a Bushmills um, Stranahan's. And so it's Stranahan's aged for four years in the new charred oak, and then they put it into used ex-Bushmills, casks for three years, and it's 94 proof. And then another one is a peated Stranahan's, which is a really cool story. So it starts off kind of like the Sherried Stranahan's, so four years in the new charred oak, and then one year in the Exoloroso Sherry casks, and then uh, about two years in um, old Lefroy quarter casks. Now, they didn't actually come out and tell me that it was Laphroaig, but we played this little game where we got to the point where, you know, I said, okay, it's from Isla. So they're like, well, what's the first ones that come to your mind? And I'm like, well, Laphroaig, Lagavulin. Um, and I said, it couldn't be
0: Buna Havan. And they're like, <laughs> you yeah, t- it was... You tapped your nose and then they right. kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and the fact that one of you know, most famous releases is called Quarter Cask. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it it definitely tastes quite a bit like Lafroy, but it's in its own stranahan's way um, and then one that i didn't uh, bring with me today but is excellent is a um it's a stranahan's that seven years in virgin oak and then one year in um, white port casks very sweet really good that one is cask strength they cut down the, um, the peated a little bit because they said it, the, the peat was just too strong at cask strength, but it's still like 103 proof or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's still over 100 proof and it's got a nice viscosity. So that's what we're going to be tasting with you today. Uh, thanks again to my wife for thinking about me. She's always nervous about getting me whiskey gifts. And so this was the perfect gift. And knowing that Stranahan's hasn't done these releases before, besides Snowflake, which are really impossible to get, but what Jean and I really want to get this year, um, felt really, really lucky to get our hands on these. So
0: Yeah, she friggin' nailed it. You're going to have to step up for, like, uh, the next occasion. <laughs> right. Well, I will say for Mother's
1: Day, I, I got her the whole spa day treatment, so which she was...
0: Nice. Like, hey, yeah, you know, that that never goes wrong. Yeah. Um, all right. So I've got uh, Blue Peak poured out here. Uh, I've got the Irish and then the peated as well. So uh, I figured I'd go to the Blue Peak. Well, for one, because I have a bottle to finish and I want to clear some shelf space. Right. <laughs> so I could buy more whiskey. Yeah. But uh, also because, yeah, I think just kind of get a baseline for the Stranahan's uh, flavor and then kind of see how the other ones stack up. So
1: Yeah, the evolution of it there for sure.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the tasting notes of the Blue Peak. Um, I, You know, the Blue Peak is a different animal than the regular Stranahan's, but of course they share a lot in common. I think the Blue Peak is just a bit more subtle version for me of kind of the regular stranahan's flavors um i get on the regular stranahan's and this i always get this initial like grape uh on the nose and on the taste kind of like i'd say like grape ice cream which sounds terrible but in this it's kind of good um so that's what i always get like to start off with in Stranahan's, um, which I haven't really got on much else, but that's one thing that it's kind of like, uh, was the, one of the first kind of notes that I found when I got a bottle for myself.
1: Yeah. Um, I think blue peaks a lot more accessible in general. It doesn't have, it's not heavy handed on the cinnamon. Um, and it, and it, Nose is a lot more like like a 43% scotch. Yeah, kind of an easy drinker. You can smell the malt. Um, I am currently drinking, and we're just kind of having a Stranahan's extravaganza here. <laughs> I'm currently drinking the, the Bushmills, which I love. It's probably my favorite Stranahan's that I've had including the the snowflake i had again we hope to get more of those this year um it's just really amazing but uh stranahan's is also a really cool place if you're ever in colorado it's one of the places i think that uh, you know if you're into whiskey at all that you'll want to hit up
0: um yeah talk about the tour a little bit what was the tour like were there many people there did do you get to see a million different barrels, or what's uh, the tour at Stranahan, or the experimental tasting?
1: Yeah, so it was, it was more of just the tasting. <clears throat> they have, like, this uh, VIP tasting room in the back, and um, you did see some barrels, uh, but, you know, just a really decked-out bar. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Uh, for your nosing experience, you know, they had, like... Vanilla and tobacco, you know, so oh, apricots cool. and stuff like that. Nice. Um, leather, uh, cinnamon and honey so that you could smell. and.
0: Uh, I've never done that. Is that. Yeah. that something you've done much?
1: No, that's not something I've ever done. Um, but interestingly enough, there were they sorry, they didn't have cinnamon. That was right that was the one where i was kind of blown away oh, yeah you know, that's i'm like the, you don't have cinnamon
0: right, right yeah that was as a coming to stranahan's as a whiskey noob i that was like the first thing it tasted like uh one of those fire jolly ranchers um yeah. just big cinnamon notes big cinnamon i mean it, cinnamon it's kind
1: of like the trademark um of stranahan's um or i guess the hallmark But, um, so we just, you know, we were in the back room, I I think there was about, there was 12 people and, uh, you know, they, they had some really cool, um, you know, wooden flight holder that was sick that I wish I, I could have found out how to buy it. I guess they don't sell those, but in the middle, there were spots for like, you know, your, your wafers and like they, you know, dark chocolate to, to cleanse your palate, which, uh, was actually kind of a funny moment when I was waiting until the end after I drank the peated one to eat my dark chocolate. And while I was looking away and nosing, uh, my wife ate all of the dark chocolate. <laughs> so, I'm like, that's that's for, that's to cleanse my palate. And she was like, I just thought that was just like they just gave you some chocolate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was waiting till after the LaFroide cast to, you know, um. So no, then she, I had to. At least I had to,
0: understand the science of it. No, yeah. she
1: didn't understand that. At home, sometimes I'll use cheese, like a mild cheese or something. Okay. But yeah, I,
0: I was gonna ask. You know, I, I haven't really done that. I have some stuff that I kind of like to pair with whiskey, but uh, I don't really have like a palate cleansers. Uh, that's that's a good tip. I mean, not only do I like dark chocolate, but uh, I would like to kind of refresh my palate
1: right dark chocolate's one of the best ones like plain like wafer type crackers that don't have a lot of flavor that just kind of absorb from your mouth those are really good as well and like i said like a real like a havarti is a really good cheese
0: okay yeah yeah i've seen on like beer tasting panels they'll have uh like coffee grounds on the table because i guess that kind of resets your right nose a little bit yeah um but yeah that's good to know uh um I'll I'll have to try out the dark chocolate. Thing.
1: Yeah, they do that for whiskey too. I uh, I've seen a couple of reviewers that have the the coffee grounds. Um but so anyways, a really cool experience, you know, if you've been to Stranahan's it's got kind of a a rustic kind of like cabin in the mountains kind of decked out. I mean, obviously like the millionaire cabin in the mountains like mansion type thing yeah um but you know it's 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 a really cool place i'm looking forward to going there uh in the winter time the snowflake release for uh so everyone knows is in the beginning of december and it's usually really cold like people camp out overnight for it and some people camp out for like a week and a half like, oh the, really the first pe yeah yeah <laughs> I was reading up on it, and I think I had actually read this a couple years ago. The other ago, spark
0: but, plug heirs who can uh, right,
1: afford to camp. Right, parade. I know. I'm like, who, who is able? But the uh, 2019, this guy got there 11 days early, and so I, I always wonder, like, what are the people thinking who work there? Like, you're there for a week and a half before the release of. I personally would be pretty annoyed by somebody if they were just. It's like they're just there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's cool to have people who are psyched about your product, and and maybe at first you're like high fiving whoever's out there, like oh man. But yeah, then like on day five when they start to smell and need to come in and use your bathrooms and stuff, it's like ah okay. Yeah, like maybe you should just go home and come back in a couple (laughs) days because we'll just give you a bottle now and I know (laughs)
1: like. I know. I mean, I, I yeah, I would just, like, I, w- I would relent and, and, yeah, just give them a couple bottles to get the hell out of there. Um, the thing that I was kind of bummed out about, um, and I have flipped a lot of bottles before, but uh, reading up on Snowflake, a lot of people do flip bottles. Because you're allowed to buy two uh, at the distillery for, like, 100 bucks a piece, and there's a lot of people who immediately sell those. It's kind of a bummer to hear about that, though.
0: Yeah, I it is and and I think that's just with any limited commodity these days yeah. and with kind of the markets that the internet has opened up it's sort of made everything like a collector's item. I I'm kind of a disc golf uh sort of player, <laughs> more of a watcher, but I take an interest in like disc golf disc collectors and you know they they buy these discs, never to throw them. Like the whole point is like not throwing; it's putting it on a mantle place and anything like I'm that, serious? where it's like something you know, like in the whiskey world, like there's there's a distinction, and people actually like will kind of pat themselves on the back for having like opened bottles of rare right. shit on yeah. their shelf, you know, and and like, but that's a real thing because it is like people. And, like, there's a good documentary kind of about, like, wine speculation that I watched and just how, you know, people buy pallets of wine for millions of dollars that never is planned to drink. And it's, like, the rarest, most sought-after wine in the world. And it is sad, like, when commodities, you're right, like Snowflake, that, man, like, people would appreciate the shit out of that. I mean, we kind of had a similar situation with this Leopold Brothers thing recently. Right. The Three-Chamber Rye where we were really excited to get our hands on a bottle. And then open house release day, I see it's $250 a bottle. And I just was, you know, my heart kind of sank. So it was like, oh man, they've really just priced out everybody except for, and you know, you're hearing about people at the release walking out with six bottles under their arms and stuff. <laughs> like, must be nice. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just a different tax bracket that I'm in.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was going to say something I don't remember now. Um, I tried the, uh, I got to say, this is probably my favorite peated whiskey I've ever had. Um, Okay.
0: That's. uh...
1: I'm not big on peat (laughs) in general and it's still like peaty, but you get the, uh, the sweetness up front Did you try it just now? I did just try it. I like it a lot. It's awesome. You get the sweetness and you get that same kind of orchard fruit that I got from the Irish one up front. And then in the middle, you get like this like roasted serrano or like a roasted pepper. Are you getting that too? Are you getting that spiciness? Think that spiciness. Yeah. Yeah. I can see
0: that. Yeah. It's like the, you smell the campfire that it's, you know, it tastes the campfire that it's roasting on and then. You get, yeah, like the that cinnamon spice layer kind of, yeah, it's got yeah. the pepper. I mean, yeah, yes. there's like a pepperiness to it. No, yeah. I mean, the, the, the play between those is amazing. This Long is, finish, smoky. Yeah. Long peaty finish. I really like the integration of peat in this. Really it's nice. amazing. It's one of the first peated whiskeys
1: I've ever been able to, like, differentiate, like, flavors from one another. When I just wasn't overwhelmed with peat.
0: Yeah, it's a interesting presentation of peat. I mean, I haven't had a ton, again, of peated whiskeys. Um, but I think you said, like, ashtray or, like, ashy. It is, like, I don't know. It's, like, dropping a hot dog into, like, the smolderings of, like, a fire where there's, like, a little bit of savoriness. But it's mostly just, like, ash It's like a poof of ash coming out of a campfire that's, like, almost dead. Um,
1: It is so spicy. It's hot pepper spicy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Try another sip. Tell me what you think. I mean, I'm just, like...
0: It's just cool how that cinnamon character that the Stranahan's has complements all these. Because that Irish, to me, with the, like, apple... And kind of like shortbread layer of the that the Irish adds, and the cinnamon it kind of comes off as like an apple crumble or like a really good like apple turnover or something. Yeah, like it's got this desserty just and yeah, the viscosity is so nice. The sweetness is right on point. Um, that yeah, and this one too. The way the cinnamon spiciness melds with the peat the earthiness giving it that kind of like green chili right uh yeah like a roasted green chili with the char on it that's an
1: amazing i after trying all those now i think uh, this is the second time i've had this peated one i uh i'm just really impressed with there was another one that was a seven year pale malt um release that they had which i like too. i mean i'm actually thinking i'm probably gonna go back down and get a bottle of each of those these are one-offs it'll be nice to have these at some point
0: yeah yeah the the going back to the peated man the way it like hits the back of your tongue like the back of your throat with that spice yeah it is it feels like uh like a pepper yeah um and i the. I love the finish. Yeah, no, it's it's really, really cool. Really enjoying the finish.
1: It's like an experience. Uh, but on the nose too, like I get a little bit of peat, but it's mostly sweet. It's like sweet peat on the nose.
0: Yeah, it's not as like briny or smoky as like on the nose as some other peated ones I've had.
1: Yeah, like you get the caramel, you get that apple. But yeah, it's amazing what that Stranahan cinnamon did with that peat cask.
0: Yeah, and it's another validation of uh, they're doing these experimental releases. And, you know, again, like, and this is what's so fun, I think, about, like, um, being into Stranahan's uh, kind of got me interested in other American single malts. And one of the ones we could get here was Westland. Yeah. And I'd had heard some good reviews on Westland and, um, so to get my hands on a bottle of Westland through the mail, I was super excited about that. Um, and so, you know, again, like similar to Stranahan's similar, like, uh, not as much cinnamon, but definitely some cinnamon, more of like the kind of grapey buttered popcorn that I get from Stranahan sometimes, but then they use a uh, roasted malt. So it has like a, um, kind of a coffee mm. roasty finish on it and so that's the flavor that they kind of build off of and so i think that's really cool because they do so many different barrel finishes and we're kind of uh, pining after one from single cast nation right now right but, um, literally
1: just waiting yeah, yeah
0: but you know i think that's what's so cool about having all these experimental things and having these different finishes is you just get to see all the colors that that flavor can kind of paint in you know it's like uh, absolutely yeah. and i
1: have to think that westland has to be one of the distilleries that it has pushed stranahan's the most to evolve a bit
0: um yeah westland seems like the biggest name in american single malt as far right. as you know desirability and the kind of level of product that they're putting out but um I think yeah, if Stranahan's keeps doing stuff like this, mm. it's gonna be real because you know Westland has a pitted release that I haven't tried, but I'd love to try that. Yeah, you got to go side no. by side. Yeah, you gotta absolutely. Get this. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we haven't talked too much about a little bit about the Irish. Any other comments on that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in the end, all of these are delicious if you can get to Stranahan's. And get, and get one. In general, it's a fun place to go. You can go there. You can always try Snowflake, which uh, we've got to do that again too. Yeah,
0: and and if you're not in the area, Stranahan's is distributed fairly widely, um, and they do ship. So look for uh, an online retailer if, and you know it's nice because it's pretty reasonably priced and um, pretty available. So.
1: That's another cool thing about these um, distillery exclusives is they're in three seven fives and they're like, you know, like $48 with tax.
0: Yeah. So not
1: too big. And they're fucking delicious.
0: Like, these are great. These are definitely should cost more than they do. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, this peated one, I guarantee you that there are a lot of uh, big, uh, uh, you know, peat heads out there who... If you didn't tell them who this was and he sent them a sample and said, I can get you a bottle of that for $120, I guarantee they would do it.
0: It's so unique. It's just, and yeah, if you like Pete, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited to share it with some people who like Pete. And it's multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so for standard Stranahan's, you're looking at like 50 bucks. Blue Peak, you're looking at like 40. Yeah single barrel, like I said, is about 50, 55 right. diamond peak, maybe 70, the Sherry cask, maybe 80. Um, but yeah, you know, nothing that's going to break the bank too much. And, um, yeah, just pick up a regular bottle, uh, if you haven't tried it. Cause I mean, it's, it's super unique and I, I think it's, uh, an American treasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially in Colorado. So,
1: all right. On that note, we'll go ahead and leave you with a teaser. Next week, we're going to be looking at um, a single barrel uh, store pick of Knob Creek from a local store here, but in, in Colorado. But you know, Knob Creek store picks are available in basically every state around the country, and in many many larger cities and liquor stores. Um, and I
0: think we may know the person who picked out this bottle. <laughs> i think he may be sitting in this room so yeah excited to try scott's first uh store pick it's an awesome whiskey
1: absolutely i appreciate that and i hope you guys learned a few things today about stranahan's uh, if you're in colorado definitely make it a trip that you uh or make a trip over there so until next week ian cheers and happy drinking cheers